This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about differentiating our personal brand from our personal life. Since success is, in my belief, a mindset that's really born out of self-love and maintained through self-care, to have a successful creative life means that we're self-loving. It means that we're our biggest cheerleaders, sometimes our biggest advocates and marketers. We're marketers. We're marketing ourselves, especially now in this digital age. We're not only sharing our work, but sometimes we're sharing a bit of our personal lives. We are often in this place of needing to market our stuff along with our ourselves, along with our work a bit, because um, that's what resonates with people. People connect with people um, with things that feel relatable a little bit more human though we can just share our work and that can be a standalone oftentimes we tend to share more of a personal brand online and one of the bigger challenges that I believe arises for a lot of people when sharing their personal brand is understanding what their boundaries are So this episode is to help out whomever thinks that they could benefit from doing a bit more introspection on what is their personal brand and what is their personal life and how the two are separate. At the end of the day, our personal brands are always going to be not fully encompassing of us and that's not what they need to be. They're only an expression of us. They're always going to be an expression of us, even if you're on the end where you feel like you're really good at sharing your personal brand as a niche or a very small box that's well understood. You're still boundless. We're all truly expansive beings that can never be really boxed. And we are really unique, every single one of us. And therefore, no one is special. The reason (laughs) that I share this is marketing is all about differentiating ourselves to stand out. And the purpose of standing out should be maybe to be aligned with a greater mission. I don't know about you, but I like the sound of that. Our agenda for today's episode is first, an intro to how this topic became relevant to me this week. Two, um, will be a segment on how to differentiate our personal life from our personal brand reflection questions and some tips on that. I kind of have a culture wreck, maybe not. We'll see about segment three. Ultimately, I would love to hear your creative journeys. If you can leave a voicemail for us in the community at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message. That link is included in the show notes. Would love to hear an update on how your creative journey is going. Share about two minutes, an update, good things, bad things, realizations, anything that you think this community of people who are on their creative journey could benefit from hearing about. Don't include your name or any strong identifiers. Otherwise, excited to hear from you. If you've been enjoying this podcast, leave a review and rate it wherever you're listening. Tell a friend, share on social. That's how the podcast reaches people and is able to grow. So yeah, let's get into it.
So last week I was interviewed by Kelly Mason, who's a hairdresser and a healer. She has a top rated podcast on spirituality. It's called Limitless Soul Podcast. And each Thursday she shares a conversation that she's having with a spiritual leader or entrepreneur on connecting spirituality and entrepreneurship. And so it's such a cool intersection of things that I care about deeply. And so I spoke to her. It was awesome. My episode came out this week and I've done a number of podcast interviews at this point. And each time it's honestly kind of a surprise to listen back to. I can forget in a week what we really talked about. But it's highlighted to me what maybe stood out the most to that person who I was speaking to as they promote the podcast episode. And the way that she promoted the podcast episode was a heavy emphasis placed on this topic, placed on differentiating our personal lives from our personal brands. And yeah, despite getting into all these topics, I think this one is a standout because it's just important for us to remember that our personal brands are always going to just be an expression of us. Who we are uh, is always just going to be the real deal. And we can only attempt to express a little bit of that on our social media channels. And it's so valuable to be mindful of what we don't want to share of our personal lives and get clear on that too. On this episode, Kelly asked me, about my marketing background in particular and how much of my experience working at Google and YouTube and Time and Sony Music really carries over to the way that I market my personal life or work now. And I think my response to this has changed a lot over the last few months. At this point today, I feel like it's getting less and less that I carry over from my marketing corporate experience to how I market myself and show up online because... I don't feel the need to amass a huge following. And if corporations were people, and I mentioned this on the podcast, they would be sociopaths, truly, because a lot of the objective is to be number one in a market. We're marketing ourselves to be top of market, <laughs> to be number one, to fight, you know, um, fight a good fight and compete. Um, and sometimes that is not really pretty, especially when translated over to a human-to-human level, a small business-to-small business level. Directing, directly competing with others in a market in other spaces looks weird. Uh, it's not savory. It's, it's sometimes very dehumanizing. And when the bottom line is just profit uh, or yeah, dominance. <laughs> and so, yeah, capitalism is really built on competition and not necessarily coexistence. And I feel I need to not fully align with that because these days more than ever, I feel more purpose-driven, not profit-driven. Alas, I am simply a kind of low-key human and Honestly, I'm willing to compromise um, on some money for self-respect, for respecting myself, respecting my well-being, and playing for the long term, actually making sure that my purpose aligns with my mission and the impact I'd like to see in the world in the long term. So 
lately I also go back and forth on how much of my personal life I want to share online because I love my sacred tech-free time and I love, you know, kind of becoming this low, lower key person. It's precious to have these moments that are to ourselves and having space and time and awareness of what we're focusing on and just really having consciousness around our social media usage and our marketing. So I think this was always going to be kind of in- inevitable. I just didn't see it that I'd start to get a little woo-woo and float away. Um, and it doesn't not mean that I'm not going to eventually amass a huge following. It just means that it's not my objective to grab attention. And I think with that realization, I'm always remembering that we just need to keep taking care of ourselves. And and the sustaining of playing is just where it's at. So our next section is really about understanding how to draw the lines between our personal brand and our personal life so we can affir- feel affirmed in this decision making because it's really easy to just be like no I want to make something that's viral I want to make something that grabs attention I want to make something that's going to make me see now that competes with people now that makes me stand out now today and not thinking about the long term and so that mentality is a little bit more like if there's a game, um, say you're the athlete in a game and you're focused so much on being number one star, you're focused on being the exceptional player rather than being the team player. And in this game that is life, we need to focus more. <laughs> it's time, it's the era of focusing not on competing with each other and competing against each other and standing out. It's about playing and showing up and supporting each other and being the number one team player instead. That is a much harder job. So with that, let's get into how to differentiate our personal brand from our personal life. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So with this section, it's really about trying to get clear on your personal life and what you don't want to share online and what's you'll hopefully take away from this section is getting an understanding of what your why is, what your personal brand is, and why you want to share and market and show up online too. So let's think of things in three buckets. That one, which is our personal brand, our why. Two, our kind of gray area, things that we're a little on the fence about. Is this personal brand or is this personal life? And then three, things that are clearly our personal life that we do not want to show or share up um, online. And so one, within this personal brand section, this is probably the one that needs the most work and attention and time. Um, Getting really clear on what we do want to show up online and why. Why are we sharing online? 
Why do we have a social media account to share work? Why do we email people with updates about what we're creating? And when we get clear on our why, then we can better identify how we're connecting with what we're doing. So our why doesn't need to be hugely complicated or charitable or deeply profound. It can be just a clear motivator, um, a motivator for you to validate why you're doing anything at all. So for maybe a small business, it's to be profitable and give back to the community. And for me, it's creative wellness to actually inspire people to keep creating and keep expressing themselves, their creative selves, even if just to themselves and to take care of themselves. Uh, But what's driving you? What's driving you to share and show up online? Taking the time, sitting down and understanding that will help a ton. Those driving forces hopefully are more intrinsic than they are about external recognition, etc. Hopefully it's coming from a deeper place of why. And if you're challenged to get down to that deeper place of why, ask yourself why again, why again. And you might find how deep the rabbit hole goes, for instance, with creative wellness. Why do I want to inspire people to share themselves creatively? Well, (laughs) it's deeply personal to me. Why? Because I've found that it's helped me so much and I want to share that with others. And having rooms and outlets and so many different varying creative expressions of ourselves has, yeah, just been so fulfilling in my life. It's helped me feel still expansive even in times of constraint. I know during this global pandemic, it's brought me so much mental peace to dance in the mirror, sing in the shower to cook these different meals and experiment in the kitchen to shake up all these small aspects of life to keep innovating within sometimes constraint can be the most big way to find gratitude and to find yeah to find joy um at home or in all different kinds of conditions and it's great when we can take that to a performative expressive online space but sometimes that's not the place for it and so yeah getting clear on what is your why why do you want to share why do you want to show up why do you want to be seen what about your work is going to serve people getting really clear on that can help and that's our first bucket and within this also in showing up, in sharing online, are we reaching the people that need to see this? Because I can be sharing on spirituality and wellness all the time on LinkedIn, and it's not necessarily the best platform of social media for me to be sharing that. And so I've also gotten clear, you know, in the last few months on where I want to show up and why. For you, thinking about, am I reaching the people that I need to reach? Am I really showing up for them? Is this serving people that it could benefit? Getting clear on that, and that's part of, you know, actually doing the marketing can help a lot so that's as far as our personal brand understanding our channels understanding our why understanding our mission now within that kind of gray area what are some things that have arisen for you that have kind of made you pause and you're not sure if they're things you want to share or not share and so these things might be related to moments in your life These might be people in your life. 
These might be thoughts that you're having. It might be things that are half-baked. It might be worth sitting down and taking the time and understanding. If you're somebody who likes sharing things when they're certain of things or if they're still in the process of learning about those things. From this podcast, you can probably tell I fall into the learning category. I don't like sharing much with certainty. I'm not really interested in being regarded as a expert in any particular area. I always like taking the the lifelong learner approach and sharing along with you um, and learning along with you because I think I'll be learning for the entirety of my lifetime. Even if I do actually have expertise in many areas, I prefer that hat. And understanding that about ourselves can help a lot. And I think it's also just worth understanding those moments with the gray area, um, why they've arisen, why you've had that hesitation to share something, what you fear in sharing something that might be in that gray area, what's arising for you. A much more effective way to get to understand why those gray areas exist is to get to the root of the fear. And it's a lot more blatant when answering this third bucket and getting really clear on our personal life. What is fully personal? What are aspects of yourself that you don't want the world to be up in and it might be because it's sacred and precious not because you're embarrassed or not because it's hugely vulnerable but you want to maintain its kind of peacefulness and not interrupt it with technology or not make it into work what are those things that are deeply personal to you with me as a use case because I am a use case that I know best there are some practices that I have that are completely personally mine I tend to have technology-free hours in my first hours of waking up. It varies, but guarantee the first hour I'm waking up, and that might be 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. It might be 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. It might be 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. It really varies on a day-to-day basis, but the first hour guaranteed, no technology usage, no sharing. Truly sacred, spiritual, me-me time. Do you have that for yourself? Would having some clear boundaries around when you're showcasing parts of your life and when you're not showcasing be helpful maybe it's helpful for you to have understanding of not showcasing any of your life live maybe you're a person who's late in showing and recapping on everything and giving yourself more time for reflection there's nothing wrong about that within this clear no area of what's clearly your personal life it's also worth doing some examination of who and yeah who you don't want to show and what you don't want to show a lot of content is now shared in our homes how much of our personal home do we want to show how much of our geographics do we want to show how do we want to show up online do we even want to show our faces in any of our content or do you prefer to be more anonymous do you prefer to let your words lead or let your art speak for itself do you feel the need to be an added voice or an added personality. Doing some of that reflection be helpful. Getting clear on, do you want to show your kids? Do you want to show your family? Do you want to show your close friends? Do you want to show your coworkers? Do you want to show people that you're collaborating with on something? Do you feel okay sharing your romantic partner, your intimate partners um, online? getting clear on that can be really helpful um i think that 
when it comes to social media, especially taking more moments of pause before sharing and actually reflecting on the messages and making sure that we're posting with intention is a helpful practice. We are in a hyper-connected world and it feels like when we're not participating and sharing and marketing ourselves that we've disappeared. I feel that way sometimes. So I try to maintain a consistency in sharing and almost feel guilty when I'm not sharing, but acknowledge that feeling of guilt and try to come down to earth and be like, hey, that's that's not necessary. <laughs> uh, nobody's winning from you feeling guilty about not sharing. Sometimes you just need time to yourself. And that's totally fine. The mission of creative wellness will go on. And it's not always my responsibility to carry that on my own. That's why it's so grateful. I'm so grateful for all the other people, all the other people who are sharing on stuff similar to me. I'm not particularly unique in the space. There's other people who are artists who are advocating for artists. And I'm always being reminded of who they are. And I love to see it. And, you know thinking about those moments in life maybe you're traveling and you see a photo opportunity do you take it does it make sense I love to share I love to be honest I love to express myself deeply and I'm sure that many of us also feel the love for that and living life is always going to be the top priority not sharing the life that we're living it's always going to be really truly being present and living and so Maybe getting clear on the gray area or the absolute no personal life area requires you to take some time offline, take a hiatus from sharing marketing, giving anything out, and taking in. Instead, taking in and being really present on uh, in your life as to what you're really tuning into, what feels precious. Because I think if we're in the habit of sharing everything or sharing so much, then we can be it can be harder to maybe understand what those lines are. Ultimately, it's different for everyone. I think one of the questions that I ask myself is, am I okay answering questions around this? So have you ever shared anything and people ask you questions about it and you're like, I don't even want to answer questions about this thing. And inevitably, there'll always be some questions that maybe don't, you know, spark all your enthusiasm, but what are those things that feel particularly personal and sensitive? Yeah, always just worth reflecting on these. And with this episode, I think it's a little less hard-baked because everyone's lines are quite different. There's a level to which we want to show and maybe not tell. There's a level to which we want to post on time. We don't want to post on time. We want to reflect and reflecting on everything. Um Taking a moment, taking a breath before publishing, letting things just sit for a second, understanding how they feel, understanding our plan. Maybe we're batching things, batching content, batching our emails, drafting them, responding to things late, getting organized and feeling more intentional can help a lot. Asking yourselves, just getting back to what's the purpose of me sharing this? Who am I hoping it'll reach? And who am I hoping it'll support? How am I hoping it will support them? Why does this matter? Is it necessary that this comes from me? By posting with more intention, we can get posting, sharing, emailing, expanding ourselves, sharing out with more intention. We can get closer and clearer on what's personal 
and what we choose to keep offline. So, yeah, I think connecting to our spiritual selves, our sacred selves, our private selves, our soulful selves is one way to get really clear on making sure that we're connecting back to the present moment and digging deeper, you know, digging deeper, doing shadow work always helps, helps us rejuvenate and be able to share back more fully. So I hope that this, you know, section left you with some moments to pause and reflect on and relieved you of some guilt when you feel like, oh, maybe I should be sharing more of this. Maybe I should be sharing more of myself, my partner, blah, blah, blah. Maybe getting clear and understanding what you are sharing and okay with sharing helps you relieve that sense of what if and gets you clear on, no, this is fine. Whatever I am marketing, whatever I'm showing, is always just going to be one expression. It's going to be some expression. It's not going to be the full extent of the beauty that is living, and that's okay. So our culture rec for this episode is to check out the latest episode of Woke and Wired podcast. The episode is called Social Media as a Tool for Energetic Mastery. And Ksenia is being interviewed, and she's actually the podcast host, is actually being interviewed by Ruby Warrington. And so this was taken from her conversation, which originally aired on the Now Age podcast, but Ksenia has also interviewed me on Woke and Wired podcast. She's a great leader for conscious social media usage. She's also a great leader in the wellness space. She's doing all of the things if you're interested in honestly growing a social media presence that feels aligned with higher purpose, then she's a really great go-to source. You can check out her Instagram channels to um, see more. But in this latest episode of Woke and Wired podcast, she's talking more specifically to understanding how to marry our outer technology, our social media, our marketing strategies, our um, promotion of our work, our businesses, etc. with our inner technology, which she defines as our intuition. Actually making those two pieces come into alignment has a lot of power. And so focusing on our intention over the frequency of actually sharing out is one of the biggest strategies that she advocates for in this episode, how to actually grow an authentic audience and serve a long-term mission to stay in alignment with your self-awareness and actually be aware of what's triggering you. So I put these into categories of maybe gray areas or completely our personal life, but actually just having a deeper understanding as to what's triggering us when we're even using other social media platforms and just engaging as a consumer and not just in sharing what we have going on. And so, yeah, I highly recommend this episode. I think it's really helpful to try to balance our mindfulness with our marketing. Um, that's a big way to stay sane and to always become more rooted and actually living offline is the way to go. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Grateful to be here and with you. Want to hear your creative journeys. So check the link in the show notes for where to record your voicemail and share your updates with the community. You can find me at Anissa Benitez on Instagram. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be 
learning and growing, staying conscious and mindful with you as we market ourselves online. I appreciate you.